Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Antoine Taylor from True Stories Media. Back again with our weekly podcast, Mogul Motivation. This week, we're going to focus on avoiding toxic clients in service businesses. So for those of you who have a service-based business, this episode is tailor-made for you. All money is not good money. And especially when it's coming from a toxic client that's going to ultimately cause you more headache, cause you more stress, and possibly cause you more money in the long run. All money is not good money. And every client you don't have to take on. You have the power to say no to certain clients. As a service-based business, you do have the power for that. And of course, you know, you can't do it out of discrimination because of race, gender, sexual orientation, but you can say no based off the type of person they are and based on how they interact with you. And I'm gonna give you a few examples on how to detect toxic clients ahead of time. So the first example I'm going to give you is basically if they don't respect your process, the odds are they're going to be a toxic client. And what do I mean by they don't respect your process? If you have a certain process, if you have to email your business, if you have to go through, you know, a certain uh, type of questionnaire to get a proper quote for your type of service, if you have to go to the website, if you have to call. If they don't want to do that, if, if that irritates them, if they if they message you on social media asking you for a quote, asking you for a price for such and such, but you can't give them a price, you don't operate like that, and you need to know more information, so you politely tell them to follow your process. Email us here, call us here, fill out this form here, and they don't want to do that. They get attitude. They say, why can't you just tell me now? Why can't you just blah, blah, blah? I only want you for such and such hours. I only want this and that done. They're going to be a toxic client because off the top, they're coming at you they're coming at you with confrontation. They're coming at you with conflict, and that's not a good sign. You don't want that in a client. You don't want to deal with that headache. You don't want to deal with that unnecessary conflict. That's one example. Another example is if they ask too many questions. Now, wait, I know you're saying... But if you don't ask questions, you will never know. I have the right to ask questions if I'm a customer, if I'm a client. You're right. You do have the right to ask questions. However, there's a difference between curiosity and skepticism. Curiosity is you're legit asking questions because you want to know more. You want to know more about what the service provides for. You want to know more about what you're going to get out of the service and things like that. Skepticism, however, skepticism is constant questioning with the tone of they don't believe you. They don't believe you can get it done. So why does it take four weeks to get this done? So why do you need to leave your equipment in our storage unit? Why do you need to do this? Why do you need to do that? That's skepticism. It's all about the tone and how they ask and, and, and the rate that they ask. If they're constantly skeptical about what you can do and what your service is going to do for them and how you're going to provide that service, the odds are you don't want to go with that client. You don't want to be hired by them because if they don't trust you now, they're surely not going to trust you when you begin to provide that service. And the second anything goes wrong, they're going to blow up and they're going to blame you and they're going to make you pay for everything and they're going to become a bigger headache once again. So if they're skeptical, you don't want to be hired by them. You want to continue moving on. Another sign that they're going to be a toxic client 
is if they always want some sort of discount. Now, discounts, I truly believe, are made for loyal customers. They're made for customers and clients who believe in you and reoccurring clients. But if I just met you, if they just walked into your door, if they just contact you, and they're looking for some sort of deal, you do not, under any circumstances, want to be hired by that person. Seriously, this is perhaps the biggest clue and the biggest red flag out there. If they want a discount on your service, so if they don't even have a legit reason, you ask them why do they want a discount, and they don't have a legit reason, oh, times are hard, this and that. Unfortunately, life is hard, but we have bills to pay too as entrepreneurs. And if they have an excuse on why they can't pay your full price because of something that's going on in their life, it's a sad story and you know you wish them well. But that doesn't mean you need to lower your prices to accommodate them. You're in business to make money. You're in business to feed yourself and your family. You cannot do that. And the reality is when people want a discount, they just don't respect your service. They don't respect your quality and they don't think you're worth that. And basically they're going to try to lowball you. I have known entrepreneurs and service based businesses who prices are relatively affordable and clients constantly try to lowball them because that's human nature. You do not want to go with someone who is not going to respect your price. They're not going to do the work for you. They don't understand the labor that goes into it. And at the end of the day, it's the biggest insult and disrespect. Because once you realize this, when someone lowballs your prices, and if you allow them to do that, they're going to want more. They're going to try to take advantage of you. They're going to want more service for less work. And you cannot do that. In my life, as an entrepreneur, I own a service-based company. And in my younger years, when I first started out, I came in contact with all three of these red flags and I ignored them because I needed the money. Never put yourself in a position where you need the money and you still continue to go forward with a toxic client because it's not worth it. Um, there was this one client named Mrs. Williams. I'm not gonna say her first name, but that is her last name. Mrs. Williams taught me a lot about business because Mrs. Williams lowballed my prices. And once again, as a young photographer, I accepted it because I needed the money. And I performed my service for Mrs. Williams and she was not happy with what I did. And I always carried myself with professionalism and I always carried myself with craftsmanship. So I know that I did my end of the deal. I know that I did a good job, but she was not satisfied with it for whatever reason. Mrs. Williams decided to sue me. Mrs. Williams sued me for double the price that she paid me. So she wanted a discount from the get-go. I gave her a discount. She wasn't happy with my work. And then she proceeded to sue me for double. That's toxic clients. You don't want to deal with toxic clients. Now, thankfully, I did not have to pay her what she was suing me for. But the reality is it was a waste of time and an unnecessary headache. Spare yourself the unnecessary headache going forward, ladies and gentlemen. Do not deal with toxic clients. If they want to lowball your prices, if they're always constantly asking you questions that can be easily found, and if they don't respect your process as a business, you do not want to be hired by that person. You have the right to say no, and you have the right to move on. So that's my message this week, ladies and gentlemen. We want to avoid that toxic atmosphere at all costs. Every client isn't going to be the best client, but you can avoid the worst clients by paying attention to some of these red flags and more. I hope they help. 
Let's continue to work. Let's continue to imagine reality. And I'll see you next week. Let's keep working.